This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Things to scream at Santa. Call of Duty. The Wolfgang Clan. The reason why acquiring a Hall of Famer barely made the news. And Rick's brush with local news anchor legend Marianne Childers. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern begins at this moment. And, and Dave, I wanted to uh, run something by you real quick before we get Please. started. Please do. Have you ever in your life called someone either bro, sport, or chief yeah absolutely oh yeah without question as um, uh, like a, uh ironically sarcastically yeah, or okay yeah yeah like hey sparky or something like hey chief how you doing yeah, yeah definitely but not like not like for real not like uh hey chief i'll meet you at uh, such and such hey hey uh hey sport you're doing a great job today not 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 for real no, right it's all it's always been with tongue firmly in cheek because in the last four days i have been called all three of those things in a completely unironic way and the one that really bothers me more than any other one is bro (laughs) hey bro yeah i'm not your bro i'm easily 30 years older than you are (laughs) i mean Uh, come on that's just a stupid one the guy at the grocery store Really made you mad, huh? He said, you find everything you need, bro? <laughs> and I was just staggered for a second. I'm looking at him like, you know, hey, I'm a 54-year-old man. And you're like 19. <laughs> right. I ain't your bro, pal. Yeah. I've, got, I've got belly button lint older than you. <laughs> That's so true. I'm sure the socks uh, I'm wearing right now are older than you are. <laughs> I have forgotten more shit than you'll ever learn, pal. <laughs> I don't know why, but it really pissed me off. So yeah, the, it's um, well, you have you have a, a predilection. Is that the right word for get, having things bother you <laughs> that really shouldn't bother you? Like if you're a bouncer, and I'm saying this to our audience, if you're a bouncer and Rick comes in to your bar and you have a dress code and make him wear a collared shirt. For instance, you go off on that, don't you? That was the old Rick. That was the bro Rick. <laughs> I'm grown uh, up Rick now. I'm I'm uh, I, I wear sport coats. Well, I was gonna say you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're gonna say, hey, I can't talk to you because your shirt's not. You have no collared shirt. <laughs> I have found myself saying things to my sons like, "You're going out dressed in that." <laughs> have a little respect yeah. for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, Rick, on this Thanksgiving holiday season, I, you know, I, I've been, I'm very thankful. Are you, aren't you thankful? Did you have a nice uh, I'm, Thanksgiving? I'm always thankful. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm thankful for you. I'm thank you. For, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the radio misfits, misfits, misfits podcast network. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm also thankful for the fact that my wife did not go on a planned business trip this morning my wife was supposed to go to kansas city for the day okay she was supposed to leave very very early i got postponed sometime next week okay uh this this morning i don't know if you're aware the teenage daughters 
their bodies change, Rick. Yeah, I, I'm aware of this from afar, but luckily not from close <laughs> uh, up. Well, evidently, at about this time, teenage girls start their body starts doing things on like a monthly basis. Oh Do you know what I'm saying? Gosh. And uh, today was the series premiere. <laughs> they are going to be mortified <laughs> that you're talking about this. <laughs> Should I stop? Absolutely mortified. Uh, no, I stop? Uh, no, you can, you can go on. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is there was this, there, the season premiere. Actually, the series premiere was this morning, and it would it was very very close to me being the only person here as well, an adult. Uh, now that's the comedy angle on it because right, of what course, in the world right. are you going to do? I, well, I would have called you and asked your advice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, right? I would have called my wife. <laughs> well, I serious. I, I this morning I was on my at my appointment after I you know I after this happened this morning and I just thought back. I'm like, oh my god, it was very possible that Michelle wasn't going to be here. What the hell would I have done? I have didn't that, didn't that <laughs> happen you, to Bill? Haven't you thought about this? I mean, have right if I ever became a father of girls, that would be like the first thing I thought of. Like, all right, we've got to make plans for this. How are we going to handle this when it happens 13 years from now or however long it is? We, plans need to be in place. Now, I have put my head so far in the sand on this one that I I just assumed I assumed it was happening and I just didn't know about it. <laughs> Uh, did, didn't Bill, our buddy Bill, wasn't he home when yes. his daughter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> his wife it could be traveling. any Bill. It could be any Bill. <laughs> right, right. But I, so, so do, a bullet dodged, and I'm very thankful that, and, and she's doing great, by the way. Okay. Everybody's great. doing And you didn't identify which one it was, so everything's fine. Uh, <sighs> okay. Okay. So <laughs> you got some you got some minutia to share with us. Uh, well, speaking of women uh, yeah. and women, women that are a little animated, this comes out of Toronto. This is from our minutia men Canadian uh, bureau. Woman yells at Mall Santa, tells him, "You're not even real." <laughs> I thought Canadians were polite. Well, you, yeah, and you would think for Santa Claus, yeah, if anybody's going to believe it, it's, you know, in Canada. Uh, this is definitely a clause for alarm, Rick. Yeah, I would think clause. so, yes. <laughs> um, a Santa working at a Toronto shopping center dealt with an angry adult rather than the typical ornery child this past weekend. A cell phone video, and I'll post it on our Twitter feed, shows a woman, and I'm talking a woman probably in her mid to late 40s, uh, yelling profanities at the Santa on duty at the Dufferin Mall in Toronto. This is what she said. This is Do you have a sleigh, you fucking dickhead? Do you wow. have a sleigh? Wow. I know. <laughs> Calling Santa names is bad enough, but the woman took the next step by actually saying, you're not even real. I heard about it when I was a young kid. You're not real. You're a dickhead. Now, by the way, dickhead is about my favorite. I love the the term dickhead is awesome. It's a good right? one. It's underutilized. It's much better than bro, sport, or chief. Uh, but what I what, what I'm wondering what happened to this lady thirty or forty years ago? What present did she not get when she was like eight <laughs> that 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 she's still carrying this grudge against Santa? You know. <laughs> What 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 about the kids that were there? What do you mean he's not real? Hey, yeah, Santa, you, yeah, where is your fucking sleigh, Santa? <laughs> right, and I just saw you three blocks over, you know, at the Salvation Army. When that was beard's not real either. When did you tell your kids 
that Santa wasn't real. Because we're haven't still- I told you this story? Uh, uh, because when when Tommy turned, I want to say like twelve. Okay, uh, and, and you know Tommy is uh, what is was very bright boy, and he would ask every year. He'd ask questions like, you know. It's not physically possible for a sleigh to get all the way around the planet in one night. You know, he's like showing me calculations. Think about it. If you're going from house to house to house, how long that will take just to finish this block? Right. Have you seen traffic in Chicago at this time of year? Michigan Avenue is crazy. So he was saying stuff like that for, you know, several years. And so I finally, uh, you know, I finally pulled him into the room and I said, all right, Tommy. Uh, you know, you probably already know this, but I got to tell you, there is no Santa. And he said, what? Oh, really? He and his face so. dropped. He's like, yeah. are you serious? You mean all these years? That wasn't yeah. real? Yeah. So Sorry, it was, buddy. I felt like a terrible, terrible person. Now, now, Johnny and Sean, did you handle that? Sean believed until he was pretty old, right? I, Sean pretended to believe until he was pretty old because he, he saw that with Santa, you get more presents than without. <laughs> okay. So it was an angle. He was playing. He was playing the odds. No question about it. My little brother pretended until he was like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so he was oh, in college. Santa's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, Santa's here. <laughs> you know, his voice had changed. Right, exactly. He was shaving. Uh, um, well, the twins who are turning twelve in December, Julia is skeptical, but Aaron is definitely still believing. I think, uh, and I, I'm just going to perpetuate this forever, right? Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, I, did I ever tell you that how my father handled it? <laughs> Your German father? This is a totally true story. It was the same year he told me that uh, men don't hug. I, I was five years old. Five. Five years old. And he uh, called me into the room and he told me, you know, because they had they had gone through this whole rigmarole. You know, they pretended like uh, like Santa because we, we celebrated on Christmas Eve. So that's right, a little that's harder to pull off the Christmas Eve Santa because there's like incredible misdirection involved. And and, yeah. and I think he was just sick of doing it. He's like, I ain't gonna, I've got to stomp up here. I'm going to send you downstairs. I got to stomp. I got to ring a bell. And then I got to be waving out the front door. It's like, forget it. There's no Santa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to give him credit for, you know, cutting his losses quick, right? <laughs> That's so true. I can kind of see where I come from now. Now that I think back on it. It's like, screw it. They're going to know in 10 to 15 years. Anyways, let's exactly. just get it done right now. So, well, this mall lady, if you are a if you are a mall Santa and you see this lady coming by, be prepared to be called a dickhead because she is not she is not happy. I think she might have some mental issues, Um, but uh, we'll laugh at her for today. Uh, I've got a story for you. This is called uh, uh, it doesn't have a title. It's about the the game Call of Duty. You know, the uh, the video game. What's a call, call of duty? Oh, call so the, of duty. The, 
the war game, right? You It's the biggest, most well-known video right. game franchise to ever exist. A global reach of millions of players, a marketing budget akin to that of a major summer blockbuster, and it usually packs some star power with recognizable celebrities starring in the game's campaign and zombies and all that sort of thing. So you can imagine that the company that owns Call of Duty was a little upset when they heard about a, a dog uh, poop uh, picking up service called Call of Duty. <laughs> you had some guy with a master's degree in advertising, Rick, going, you know what? I got a great idea. <laughs> so right now, Activision, which is the, the company that owns Call of Duty, is suing the uh, little, uh, Ill, and it's an Illinois citizen, too that uh, filed the trademark for their new uh, dog waste removal service called Call of Duty. And I suspect they're not going to win that one. Yeah. So uh, I've actually come up with a couple of other potential uh, names that they can try to slip by the old uh, the trademark Hall of Fame. You ready? The man. Sure. Uh, what? How about this one? Crap Quest. Not bad. I like cra- I like Crap Quest. Sure. Uh, poop Dreams. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. That's for the urban kids, yeah, right? And and if Larry David and uh, and Jerry Seinfeld are not paying attention, maybe you can you can open up a place called the Poop Nazi. Nice. I was going to think curb your yeah the poop some Nazi. dog curb thing. Yeah, very also, good. Also, like uh, dog. Uh, no, I, I screwed that one. <laughs> the poo run run. The poo run. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. But, you know, I was looking for the euphemisms of poop and and it's really kind of a sad, sad state of affairs. There there are you'd think for something as exciting and interesting as poop that there would be some really great euphemisms, but there weren't. However, taking a poop or, you know, the act of pooping. That's there's a, there's a lot. Oh, more there's some good ones. I, I got a couple of them for you. Ready? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go visit the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> okay. This one. Sure. Uh, this one. Never say around a pregnant woman, but <laughs> you get the point. Get out of my way! I'm three centimeters dilated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna. Those people won't find that funny. Release the chocolate hostage. <laughs> Okay. Launch a butt shuttle. <laughs> Nestle Splat. Okay. okay, these are fun. Mold an action figure. Nestle Splat. I, I also like okay, mold an action figure. I kind of like that one. But here's my favorite one. You ready? Yeah. Back the big brown caddy out of the garage. <laughs> You know, no matter how powerful of a man you are or how successful you are, you're laughing at these jokes. The fun, the funny, whenever uh, when I worked at Case Paper, the guy in the cubicle next to me would always go, got to drop some boys off at the pool. <laughs> drop my boys off at the pool. All right, see you in about 15 minutes there. Right. I don't think women talk to each other this way, however. I think it's yeah, strictly a they guy do. thing. Uh, Rick, I have a, actually a similar story to you, but let us make a little break here okay. to congratulate Alan Stape of Martinsville, Indiana. And Martin has picked up our you said weekly. Alan. Oh, I'm sorry. You're, what did I say? Martin. No, it is Alan. I don't know why I said Martin. Alan Stape. Oh, because it's Martinsville, Indiana. Okay. Alan Stape from Martinsville, Indiana, picked himself up a prize pack worth up 
to $25 in our retweet contest. And all what Alan did is he retweeted and followed one of our Twitter posts, and that will enter you in to our weekly drawing. Uh, this week, Alan will be receiving an Amish Chicago coffee mug. Ooh. Yeah. Father Knows Nothing. Yes. Book by Kemper. Can you tell that I've got a lot of Father Knows Nothing? <laughs> it sold so mo- so many copies uh, uh, initially, and then Christmas season ended, and then wah, wah. <laughs> um, well, I got, I've got inventory for Christmas seasons for until forever. And he's also going to get a uh, Just One Bad Century Crying Cub t-shirt. So congratulations, Alan from Martinsville, Indiana. You can win this again, like I said, by just retweeting and following us. And please subscribe to Minutia Men. You could do that on iHeartRadio now. All you have to do is search Minutia Men. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, um, or you could just go to the Radio Misfits uh, .com uh, website and you can download the uh, episodes there. And you can also download episodes from all of the other great shows that are available at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Listen, comment, rate, and subscribe. Yeah, please do. We have 104 comments. Okay, great. Pretty good. Um, so this actually, this story goes, kind of dovetails nicely to your uh, Call of Duty. Um, oh, do, you, do you know the Wu-Tang Clan? Sure, you know that of course. People are? Big rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, evidently in New York City, and very much similar to your story, there is a dog walking company <laughs> called Woof Tang Clan. Okay. <laughs> now, Woof Tang Clan uh, has aggravated Wu Tang Clan. Uh, they obviously for copyright infringement. So, Wu Tang Clan has sued Woof Tang Clan. Can you, do you follow where it's going? I, I certainly am, yes. Um, up until recently, now, <laughs> the Woof Tang Clan has really no, the, the, they have no ability to fight this because up until recently, Woof Tang Clan sold t-shirts that depicted dogs on classic hip-hop album covers on their website. So, obviously, they were riff, ripping Whoops. off. <laughs> yeah, right. Because they were obviously, you know, uh, ripping off Wu-Tang Clan. But one thing that I think is hilarious here is that one of the late Wu-Tang Clan members, his name was Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, that's like, right. Old, ODB. Right. Dude, we could be rap stars. Because we're old dirty bastards? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you think? That's something to keep in mind. That's a, so, a potential uh, future career for us after this podcasting uh, thing is no longer worthy. Uh, uh, now, when um, when I, when I you were here at my house a couple weeks ago, I drove you past that automobile shop on Milwaukee Avenue. Do you remember that? That has the picture of lightning mcqueen yes on their <laughs> yes it was like you know jay's jay-z auto body or whatever yeah. <laughs> i'm sure disney has not sanctioned that so michael eisner if you are listening to this podcast there's somebody ripping off lightning mcqueen's image for your for their marquee we'll take five percent please yeah. all right it's time for our next feature time now for a collection of cub geekness this is just one bad century with rick and dave so this week 90 years ago dave a very momentous day in chicago cubs history and yet it it didn't even make the papers or or barely made the newspapers on this day in 1927 
The Cubs acquired a future Hall of Famer, Kai Kai Kyler, and it didn't make the papers very much. You want to know why? No. Yeah. Well, I do know why. Why? Because there was another big story in the news that day. It involved one of the most notorious gangsters in Chicago, Machine Gun Jack McGurn, and one of the biggest stars of the stage, singer-comedian Joe E. Lewis. Now, okay. this is the, the back story, and if you, it involves the Green Mill. Um, the Jazz Club? The Jazz Club, the Green Mill, which is still standing today. Mm-hmm. McGurn was... That's the gangster. He was outraged that his club's star attraction had refused to renew his contract because Joe Lewis, instead of playing the Green Mill, went to the new rendezvous and it was playing at full houses. So on November 27th, 1927, three of McGurn's men went into Lewis's hotel suite, beat him up to a pulp, and then cut his throat from ear to ear. Oh, my God. That was on the front page of the newspaper. The comedian survived the attack. He was even able to recover his singing voice. Um, but um, McGurn's boss, Al Capone, was very unhappy. Uh, that, that his, you know, you can't trust gangsters anymore, right? I mean, no. poor, poor Al Capone. He had this guy freelancing. And so he gave $10,000 to Lewis to help him recover. And it became a giant big deal. Now, Kyler... Uh, went on to lead the Cubs to the pennant in 1929. They had another great season in 30. and 32, he was also on the team. Um, and he is now in baseball's Hall of Fame. Was a great player. But he just had the misfortune of being traded to the Cubs on the same day that machine gun Jack McGurn sliced the throat of singer Joe E. Lewis. Isn't machine gun in a movie? I've seen him portrayed quite uh, he, yeah he, he did not uh he was actually supposedly the guy who did the uh saint valentine's day massacre oh he, he was the guy who led that group that did that and then ended up being killed himself on valentine's day a few years later by the rival gang and there was a note strapped to his chest when they found the body that wished him a happy valentine's day uh, <laughs> you know that now that's funny right i, I think I mean, gangsters used to be a lot more creative than they are yeah. today well we haven't chicago has not had a good gangland slaying in <laughs> decades right i mean what are you asking for here oh well, i'm not i mean i yeah i wouldn't mind don't you want like a mob hit mob yeah. hits are kind of yeah. s- sexy not on podcast hosts okay right well, yeah not yeah. us or publishers but, or or anyone like that that's right if anybody request. If anybody doesn't like one of our books that we have published, Rick is acquisitions. So he acquired the book. All I do is I just make them look pretty. That's all I do. That is true. It's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity and then i have to tell the story of how and when and why and where i met that celebrity uh for people in chicago they'll definitely know uh, this woman i always i kind of had a little thing for her growing up mary ann childers okay news, 
I, I like her. Yeah, she's super sweet. Uh, Marianne Childers, for those of you who are not from Chicago, was uh, a news anchor at, at ABC Channel 7 here in Chicago. And another person who had a little thing for her was my father, Eckhart. Really? Yes, big time. Yeah, you and know, he'd always say that he's going to watch his girlfriend, Marianne, you know, when she yeah. was on with Joel Daly and uh, John sure, Brewery. Sure. And, and that was think, that was his go-to newscast. He loved that. And well, so, they bro- the, the, your, dad, your dad and Marianne broke up when he told her that there was no Santa, right? <laughs> she might not have known about that story. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I met her at uh, a broadcast that we did for Stephen Geary called the... Uh, Oh, what was it called? The Christmas Carol. We did a live stage reading of Charles Dickens' masterpiece, The Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the play version of it. I think the Goodman Theater or the Steppenwolf, one of those, gave us a, a script. And then I booked uh, local Chicago celebrities to fill the various different roles that Marianne Childers was part of it. And it was kind of a... Uh, a difficult day because a lot of these news anchors they they came they came in and did their part and then they had to run back because they were doing live news news right, yeah sure. right um ron majors was in there and you know just about every chicago newscaster that you can think of was part of this thing now marianne childers got there and and her part was supposed to be coming up and and they were like 45 minutes late so she eventually was not actually in the broadcast she had to leave but before she left i told her the story of my dad and how my dad just loved her and watches her every night and calls her his girlfriend and then he's going down to watch you know his girlfriend on tv and you know to make my mom jealous you know and marianne childers sent me uh the next day a picture an autographed picture made out to my dad oh that's nice to eckhart you know uh from your girlfriend marianne or something like that oh that's nice and on the back she wrote uh what a pleasure it was to work with your son rick you know that sort of thing now my dad the last picture i have i gave this to him the last christmas said he was alive it was my christmas present to him that year so it's like 91 no 88 christmas of 88 god your dad died in 88 wow he died in 89 but so this was the last christmas Okay. okay and we got a picture of him opening the uh opening the package and he had just this huge smile on his face and after he died we went to uh his office to you know clean out his office and right there on his desk was the autographed picture of marianne childers and all the people in his office said he always talked about his girlfriend marianne and then he had this picture of her and it says girlfriend marianne or something like that and uh and it was just like a a really special thing and so i i told marianne childers about this actually i didn't tell her i wrote about it on my blog and she heard about it from another friend and then she sent me another note saying that uh, i had made her cry and that was you know a beautiful story and you know that's that's who marianne childers is she's in my mind 
the best class act so when you went to his office to clean everything up did everybody go oh you rick i didn't know that you i didn't know that eckhart had a son (laughs) (laughs) he has two sons i know about the soccer star (laughs) right exactly yeah, I mean, I knew about Marianne and his wife, but never mentioned you. It doesn't. Uh, uh, yeah, he uh, didn't. Weren't one of you a valedictorian? Oh, that was the sister. So you're not yeah. the soccer star or the valedictorian. Which one were you? I said, I'm the I'm one, the one, got one that got him this picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the radio star. Well, that's no, that's a wonderful. That is a wonderful story and and i've always heard very nice things about marianne children she's married to jay levine right that's right that's right and uh, forever well uh, never say never but you know to, to find out more about rick and dave you can check out uh, eckhartspress.com and chicagoauthorsolutions.com we've got a couple of big events coming up this week uh tonight yes. i'm going to the uh, frisbee center Uh, This is Thursday, so it'll probably be too late for you to see uh, Bruce Borer, who is doing the uh, Diary of a Wrigley Field Usher. Um, But coming up on December 10th, have we decided how we're going to do this yet? (laughs) Now, we've got Bill Page at the Old Town... Um, School of Folk Music. We got Bobby Scafish down south. What is where in is he Blue at? Blue Island. He's at at a, at a brewery in Blue Island, and we've got Mitch Michaels at uh, at a museum in Elmhurst, where All they right. have the uh, disco demolition uh, uh, display. Yeah, I think one of our authors are going to have to take money themselves. I think I can do that. both Mitch and Bobby. But hey, we'll, we'll talk about it. We should probably handle our business off the air. Um, so you can find out more about us at EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorsSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget your chance to win by retweeting us at MinutiaMen on Twitter. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opi Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, bro. I'm not your bro. I'm easily 30 years older than you are.